Let's see. Now, I think we should be live, getting to be live on YouTube. Yeah, thank you for the heads up, by the way. Uh, who was that? Was that Seagrover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go... Uh, that's that's my mistake. You have to go click a go live button inside YouTube. Uh, and I totally forgot to do it. Twitch does not have another... You don't have to do anything more manually, but YouTube, you have to hit the... Uh, you have to click the button. So, uh, unfortunately, we didn't get live onto YouTube until right now. So, hello, uh, folks from YouTube. Uh, I will do a very, very brief intro. I did already do the intro... I don't know, I guess this probably won't be included in the video on YouTube. Uh, I think the, the VODs play on Twitch, so you could look back to there if you're interested. Uh, but I'll also try to make it super quick and just do an introduction. So for the folks that are just joining us uh, over on YouTube, uh, sorry, the, the stream started a few minutes ago, but I didn't uh, didn't get it live until just now. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Tim, I go by Foamy Guy on GitHub and Discord. This is a deep dive program. Uh, we're working with CircuitPython. Uh, related stuff. Uh, in particular, I am using this Raspberry Pi Pico W, and we're going to be making a trivia game that shows questions on the display and lets users answer with uh, these buttons here. Uh, and then let me just quickly say, since we have new folks coming in from YouTube, uh, thank you, of course, to Adafruit, uh, the hardware and software company based out of New York. Adafruit is the company that um, sponsors CircuitPython. They are the ones paying the folks who work on the project full-time, other folks like me who work on the project part-time. Uh, so they are paying us to write code and make documentation and maintain uh, libraries and fix things and do support and stream. Um, so thank you to them and thank you to everybody who purchases hardware from them because, of course, that helps support the project. Um, okay. I won't go into any more depth than that. Again, if you are super interested in the parts you missed, if you did just join us on YouTube, uh, I think you can maybe catch the VOD on uh, Twitch after the fact. I suspect that beginning part will be cut off of the YouTube VOD, uh, but I think the Twitch one, if, if those get saved on there, then I think uh, you could watch it on there potentially. Uh, but I mostly said a slightly more expanded version of all the stuff I just went through. So. Uh, we should be caught up. So getting into the, the thing we want to work on, which is this trivia game. Oh, and then the one other thing that I had started talking about was uh, for folks that saw last week's show, um, on Friday last week during the deep dive, we were working on a trivia game that was based on a web server. Uh, it ran on a web server inside the microcontroller. We loaded up the page in the browser, and then we were going to play trivia from that page. Uh, we ran into a bug where our page was too big. It wasn't getting returned anymore. And so Hug Reports this week to uh, Dan H and Jeff. Jeff uh, uh, confirmed the issue and put in a fix for it. Uh, that PR has already been merged. And then uh, Dan has already released a new version uh, with this fix and some other stuff in it as well. So the new uh, newest beta release is already out and that fixes the issue uh, that we ran across last week where we were returning a page that was too large. Uh, so that should work now. Um, and at some point we will get back around to that one, uh, but Today, what I'm going to work on is this uh, more sort of physical one. Instead of being the web server and we play it from a PC, uh, we're just going to play it right on the screen here. We got our four buttons uh, to match up with our four answers, um, and that's how it'll work. It will tell the user if they're correct or not. It will keep track of score. It'll let them just uh, go through all the questions, answering them one at a time. So uh, we've got this already wired up. Let me get it plugged in. This is a Raspberry Pi Pico W. Uh, which has only somewhat recently gained support for 
CircuitPython. Uh, well, well, specifically for support of actually using the web connection in CircuitPython. Um, and so we, I'm building this project just as a, an example of something you can make with this device, as well as to try to test out the functionality and push the limits and figure out anything that needs fixed up. Uh, and so we started to find that last week, and it's already fixed. So thanks again to Dan and uh, and Jeff. So this one is the okay. This is actually just the uh, test size test size. I was just using this. Uh, in fact, I this was the more self-contained version of the code that illustrates the issue, which has now been fixed. Um, but I think it's the same code as this. So I don't think we really need keep it. I guess I'll do that just in case it's new. How's it going, Axel, uh, Axel Magnus, Paul SK, and Keith? Yeah, thanks again for the heads up, Seagrubber. Uh, all right, let me clear that out. And we're just gonna jump straight in. So the first part of this, so, so first of all, I, I want multiple pages. I want one page within my, uh, within my GUI. And when I say page, I just mean like, you know, a series of things on the, on the display. I want one page that's going to be allowing the user to select the number of questions they want in each round. Uh, and then I want to, uh, well, the number of questions as well as eventually the category, I think would be nice. Um, the API we're using allows us to choose both of those things. I'd like to eventually have one page where the user chooses those. Once they're ready, they click start and then the actual trivia uh, game begins and it will change over to a different page when it does that. So the actual questions, uh, and all that stuff will be contained in their own page, and the setup with the number of questions uh, and categories will be on its own page, and then uh, CodePy will be able to switch back and forth nice and easily. The way I'm gonna code that is using the paged layout, uh, display.io layout, layout, GitHub, paged layout, which is in here. We are gonna use this to make our multiple pages. So first though, we need some setup stuff. We can import board, we can import display IO, we can go display equals board dot display. We can go while true pass, we can go uh, main group equals a new group. And then we want one group for each of our two pages. So we can go setup group equals display IO group. We can go uh, game group equals display IO group. Okay, three groups. Uh, we're gonna want some labels and stuff as well eventually. But well, let's yeah, let's uh, let's make one label for now. We need to install this for one thing, so let's do that. I like installing stuff with Circup. I don't know if that's gonna copyright. Uh, let's get, um, 
any of these examples have labels in them? Uh, I'm going to go bitmap label though. I'm going to go, so I'm going to go, uh, cat, no, uh, count, count question, count label equals bitmap label label. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. So font and then save text. And quarks. I think we want font is going to be um, terminal IO dot font. Uh, save text. We can leave alone. Text equals uh, questions colon, and then we'll start it on just saying ten, because that's the default. We're going to need to import terminal IO for sure. Let's do that. So we have a label, it's got some text in it. Uh, let's go question count label anchor point zero zero and anchored position. Let's go like uh, five five. We can put this in our setup group. These are not functions. These are actually properties, which is why that's yellow. We're not using JavaScript. Let's take that out. Uh, setup group .append, So that should be good. Uh, to start with, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go just main group, append setup group, and then, oops, display.show main group. Okay. That seemed like it worked. Module object has no, oh right, of course, duh. I know what I'm thinking, there's no board display, of course, because our display is external. Uh, display -o. We're gonna want, honestly, we're gonna want all this stuff. The other graph, how's it going? Graph, excuse me. Uh, might be by towards the end of the stream, nice. So this is all the setup for our display. I think uh, we're gonna not do rotation? Do I actually rotated 90? I think, uh, I think we want the screen in landscape mode, ultimately.
Okay. Yeah, I guess we do want 90 because it is uh, still portrait. In fact, it's portrait upside down right now. Shoot. 160 is what we want. Oh. There we go. That's how we want it. I know it's sideways here. Maybe turn it like this for now. Just then the uh, the lights a bit much, huh? Questions 10. Let's get the questions working first. So let's get it set up to where user can press a button and increment and decrement the questions. I think I'll just count by fives instead of ones. Um, and five will be the lowest. So the user will be able to choose like maybe anywhere from five to maybe 30 or something questions. So let's say a question question count choices or even just count choices is a list of 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. And then let's go figure out what we're going to do with colors later. Uh, for this part of it, I think we want maybe green to count up and the red or yellow to count down. Uh, I think we probably are going to want to make this a state machine also. So let's go state, state uh, setup equals zero, state game equals zero, no, equals one. State game over equals two. We'll have a page for game over also. Uh, we're going to want cur state equals setup. Because we're going to want to be able to know what state we're in. That way we know how to react to the buttons because we'll react differently to the buttons in different states. Um, So to start with, we want to turn on LED 1 on our 1x4 to be, let's say, green, and then LED 2 to be red. Neo key, I think, is it pixels? I don't remember. Does it just say pixels i equals color? Yeah, OK. So we'll go uh, pixels 0 equals green. Pixels one, what do we think? Red or yellow for counting down? Let's do yellow. Red feels like turning off and we're not really turning it off. That's not yellow, is it though? There we go. Okay, so we got these two on now. We wanna know when they get pressed. I'm just going to copy all of this, even though we don't want to use some of it. Uh, 
Not doing color palette. Think we need any logic here, but I'm just gonna put a pass and keep it for now in case we come by some later. So we're looping over we're looping over the colors. We don't actually really care about the colors, do we? Any pressed? Oh if okay, so Neo Key I. Hmm. Uh Yeah, I don't know. We don't really need a for loop for this. Doesn't feel doesn't feel right really to have a for loop. So I think we just go if Neo key zero. Uh and we probably want some debouncing on this, right? Um probably gonna want some debouncing. So let's go uh old button states is a list of are they is it true i think it's true false i guess false or zero would do the same i suppose but are going to be false and then we're going to go if neo key zero and not old button states zero so if it is pressed now but it was not pressed last frame Actually, you know what we can do is let's go Should we be creating a new list each time? Maybe not. Okay. Yeah, let's try let's try it this way. Let's try it this way. So if uh, if it's currently pressed and it was not pressed in the previous frame, that means we just pressed it down. Uh, if it is current state equals uh, setup, if we're currently in the setup state, then we want to use this to increment the count. So we want to go, uh, well, one thing is we want to have count choice index and one is the one that it's on currently and to prep for what we're about to do we can also make this an f string and then we could go count count choice index and then we're going to be setting this again afterwards on question count label dot text so we want to go count choice index plus equals one but we also need to limit it so should we use max or min Go min count choice index plus one plus five. Uh, no, 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 index plus one. Yeah, index plus one. So the minimum of that and the length minus one. 
Whichever one is smaller. That's what we want to go to. Count choice index. Then we refresh the label. Yeah. So that should make it count up by five each time. Ooh, it went very fast. Oh, we did not update our debouncer. We made debouncer logic, but we did not set the state. Um, the old state. So in here, we actually need to say um, whether, yeah, I don't think we care about the state machine, but we need to go old button states zero equals True. Else. Else. Actually, else. I don't know that we want else, right? Because it depends if really what we want is. I guess really what we want is this. So if that's true, then it's going to get set to true here. And if whether or not this comes out false, we will still always update old button states to what key zero is now. I think that fixes the debouncing. Yeah, okay, I held it down and we only went up by five. Advise using Seesaw bulk read? How does that work? Is it in the NeoKey library? Okay, well, I'm about to add the second button now. But if it is, you know, I don't anticipate them switching or pressing particularly fast. So if it's really a performance thing, it may not matter too much. Ah, uh, yeah, it looks like it doesn't have. Well, it's it it subclasses seesaw. So I guess if that's a thing that's on seesaw, we could do it. Um. I don't know. I'm not super familiar with the uh, with the seesaw API, so we'd have to look into that to do it that way. We'll, I will uh, forge on this way for now. 
see if it's once we get our four buttons in if it's having trouble keeping up or anything then we'll uh i can go back and look at the cell library so this one's going to be actually max zero Each seesaw takes eight milliseconds. Oh, the read takes eight milliseconds, okay. Oh, okay, and I could do one read in the same eight milliseconds, I guess, then. So it would go from taking 32 milliseconds to read all four buttons down to just eight. Nice. Check it out once we get there. One, so this one, oh, this needs to be one. Down by one max, but max at zero. So if this goes negative, we stay at zero. Update the label, update the old button state. So this should let us count down now. Okay. I'm going to start with just that. Ultimately, I want to have category on this page also. Um, but I think I'm going to start with out category and then add that later. Because we kind of have a proof of concept here. In order to make the category work, I got to go get a dictionary of all the choices. Uh, which I think we saved somewhere maybe when I was working on this one. Or... So let's take it one, let's do one step at a time. Let's hit our thing, get our, with our count first, and then start doing our game as well. I don't want to spend, like, necessarily all stream doing the setup, and then not really get to the game, so we can, we can do select categories after. Um, so one thing is we need a, we need a start playing button as well, so I'm going to use key four as start playing. And I'm going to make it uh, pink or blue. Uh, pink. Uh, now we go, yeah, maybe once we make it, if we make it like somehow multiplayer or something, if they're like buzzers and then it's like, it really matters who plus pressed first in that kind of scenario. Maybe we definitely do in that case for single player. I think the eight milliseconds won't give us too much trouble though. Uh, so let's grab key three 
We're not doing that. Not doing that. We are starting the game, which means Let's go start game as a function. Okay, so it's going to need to switch to the game page, which we could technically just manage ourselves with uh, the groups. We could just set the groups to hidden. I'm going to use the page layout, though, because it makes it a lot nicer. How's it going, Johnny? Page layout. I definitely do not remember this API. Just X and Y. Interesting. Okay. Zero, zero. We'll go add content, uh, setup group, setup, game. Game group, game. Now, instead of putting this in here, we would go page layout to our main group. And I think that should let us be seeing page zero first. So let's see if that actually works. Okay, did. Uh, and then when we call start game, let's go page layout, uh, show page, page name, game. And we don't actually have anything in our game layout yet, but if our, if this label disappears, then we'll know that it worked. Nice. Well, I guess we don't know that it worked, but it probably worked. We have evidence that it worked. Could find new evidence later that makes us think it didn't, but we have some that points towards it doing it. Uh, and so this is nice because now when we want to switch, we can just say like show page, tell it the page, and we don't have to worry about what's hidden, what's not hidden, which one are we going to switch to. Uh, we don't have to add and remove the groups, nothing like that. We just set it up, tell it which one we want to do. We're good to go. Uh, and so start game. Let's go ahead and add something to our game layout. Let's say um, question label equals another one of these.
starting text though is just gonna be question loading. I'm going to rename this, instead of question count label, I'm going to call this um, setup, setup count label, because we're going to have a count label inside the game page also, which is going to show the current question that we're on. So now we can go um, game group append question label. So now when we start game, we should see our question loading. There we go. And then at this point, we want to fetch the questions. So let's go in here and say fetch questions. Then make this def fetch questions. Then let's go to look at CLI trivia. Review URL. I guess we need to do it in here though, right? We need to do it after. Maybe we should just have base and then append it together later. I'm going to keep a copy of this with both on there, but then I'm going to take it and get rid of all of that. And then inside start game here, we're going to go trivia URL equals fstring itself. Question mark is already there, so then we're also going to go query, query equals this, why is this mad, unresolved reference. Oh, we can't do this, can we, because it's in the global scope? Um, yeah, this is probably not the correct answer, but it's what we're doing for now.
maybe maybe we'll make one object that is a dictionary that stores the URL, the current score, the current question number, anything else that we want to store about the game. Like a game data object. Yeah. That gets us out of using global, I think, right? Because I'm pretty sure a global, you can set a key on a global dictionary. You just can't change a global, a uh, global string or something. So let's say game data is a dictionary. It's going to start with a URL. How's it going, Dexter? Save that URL. So now we could access it, and and I think we can change it more more importantly than accessing it. Should have kept that. still equals itself plus the query. The query is going to be amount equals the amount they chose, which is count choices, count choice index. Start game that will update the URL, fetch questions, gets called inside here. We make the request. We should do this stuff at the beginning, I think. Maybe after we set up the display. Whoa. SSL. Okay, all of that is set up. So now we should be able to go make our actual request like this. We're gonna go game data questions equals this 
Um, at this time, we are also gonna go game data cur index equals zero score. equals zero. So this is basically going to reset our stuff. Actually, to be honest with you, though, this would make more sense inside here, truthfully. These ones resetting. Yeah, this one, though, needs to be here because we need to get our response first. There's our questions and then I think then we can just go like show cur question def show cur question. So to do that, we are gonna go question label dot text equals. Game data questions game data cur index and we don't have the uh, we don't have anything else yet we don't have the count yet we don't have the answers yet but let's see if we get this much working. And I guess at the end of this, we would want to go and increment this. Well, no, really, this one increments whenever they press a button, yeah. Which we don't have the button set up yet. We'll have uh, the states here if the current state is game uh, state game, then we'll have the logic there. So let's see if we show the first question correctly. Let's see if we get our fetch, show our first question. Uh, I guess if we printed it out, we could even see if our amount is working. I don't think I did print it though. Question loading. Ah, crashed. No attribute find something? Attribute find. Dictionary has no attribute find. Uh, 119. Game data questions. That stream. Data cur index. Expected type string. Why is it expected to be a string? Score.
Okay. Interesting. I mean, it's gonna still fail the same way, though, right? Tabs. Are there tabs in it? Actually, going into here, replace tabs. Mary has no attribute find. Oh, 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 oh! These are objects. These are objects. Uh, we need to go. We need to go. Um, it's probably question. Question. I don't actually know. We should be printing this. Let's go. Print game data. Questions. Our, JS our JSON gives us back. Why does this think we're in the REPL already? But we're not actually, right? We're in the code. Why did it not, why did it not print again? Oh, this is like stuck. I don't have any control over this anymore. Control C and Control D aren't doing anything. Hmm. Ha, ah, that one worked. Uh, it says, what is the color of something? Now, one problem is it's cut off on the edge there. So, we'll need to wrap it. Uh, I want to figure this out, though, because... Kind of nice to... be able to... actually use this. Um, okay, so we want to make sure that our question is going to wrap. We also want to have actually def HTML decode because the questions have, um, the questions have HTML entities escaped into them. We'll just keep adding more replaces. Uh, as we find more things that exist. So we should also go HTML decode. But then we should also go... Display text wrap. Does that work? Wrap text? I think, how do we import it? Do we want pixels? Wrap text to pixels from display text import. So then we also, where did we set the question here? We also want to go now, wrap text to pixels, 
takes the text, wrap width in the font, text, wrap width font, and then wrap width is actually going to be display dot width minus 10 because I want five pixels padding on each side. List has no attribute find right because wrap text to pixels returns a list. So what we need to do is newline.join that list back together. There we are. What alcoholic drink is made from molasses? Rum? I don't know. Rum is sugar. I didn't know there was one. Let's see. Rum. Look at that. Starting on a good starting on a high note. We got the first one. Okay, so let's add more to this. Let's show the question number. And then after that we need to show the answers. Question number, I'm gonna add a new label to the game group. Question, actually I'm gonna say game, game count label. And we can just, let's just start it on empty. Doesn't actually matter. And actually I want this one at, Five five, and I want this one lower. I want this one maybe like fifteen five, so we have enough room for the first row above it. And then when we show the question, we want to go game count label dot text equals f string slash. Game data per index plus one uh, over the total number of questions, which is count choices. Choice index. Most of the room always gone. Uh, let's see. Okay, so that should put, I think, like one over ten in the top left when we show the question. Ooh! Wow. Okay. Uh, I need a bigger screen. That's going to be tricky. That's a lot. That's a lot to fit. 
Uh, hmm. Okay, a couple things here. Let's go... Uh, I guess let's back this all the way off to 1x. And then this can be display width minus 2. That will give us slightly more width with which we can put the question in. Let's also go uh, question label dot line spacing 1.0. I think it defaults to 1.25. Uh, I did notice we don't have... Oh, we didn't add it to the group. We didn't get our number, but that makes sense. We actually need to go game group and game count label. Can you touchscreen scroll? This one, uh, to the best of my knowledge, this is not a touchscreen, so I don't believe so. Although, I mean, we have the buttons, right? Like, we could, I suppose, make it to where... I don't know, that gets tricky though, because if two buttons are scrolling, then... I mean, even if one button scrolled and it always scrolled down, but then it just bounced back to the top, maybe do that. But the problem is that all four buttons are meant for answering. So then we'd have to have like another button that says like I'm ready to actually answer. But I mean one thing is though we do still have a boatload of pins on this. Maybe we just add maybe we add another one or two buttons aside from our four pack here. That may be that may be where we end up going. Auto scroll. Auto scroll. Um, we have a scrolling label. I made it for the Winamp project, but I don't think it supports scrolling vertically. And I also am not necessarily sure that it supports more than one line. I think it scrolls horizontally, and I think it will, I'm pretty sure it scrolls only one line. So maybe the time has come to make a vertically scrolling label that uses like wrap to text like we did, and then slowly just iterates and moves each row up over time. We might have to do that. Auto scroll seems kind of nice. Although it's it's weird too cuz if you start reading the question and then the beginning scrolls off, that's kind of frustrating. You haven't read it, but I don't know, what do we do? Yeah, maybe it's like maybe it waits an extra second or something. I don't know. We'll think about it. We could always we can always add a couple extra buttons as well. If I if I needed to add one or two more buttons, uh, I got room on the breadboard, and of course we could find room in the project box, whatever it is. Do the breadboard Neo keys have mounting holes? Anybody know? Neo key? Just the one buys? These ones? They don't, do they? But that would be tough to mount. Oh, well, I guess these are mount holes, are they? 
Be tough to mount in a box, though. Another little ride-along PCB or something. I don't know. We'll see. See where we end up. Uh, where are we at here? So I think the uh, changing the line spacing should help. Um, also, we can give we can move this up. Uh, let's move this up. Let's use all the vertical space we can. So let's actually say uh, this one can stay at five five. That one doesn't matter. Question label though. Let's go count label at one, and then let's go question label. Yeah, that's pretty good. So that was um, that was 10 higher, so let's bring it back to 11. Only fetch shorter questions. I don't know that we have, I mean, we could fetch all questions and then just ignore sh long ones, but then our count could be off, right? Like, if we fetch 10 questions, but two of them are too long, then the user is like, hey, where'd my other 10 questions, I mean, uh, other two questions go? And we can't filter in the API by size. We might be all right now, though, with the spacing, because, like, at this point, we still have room for... And we could easily, I think, still fit another two to three lines under this and, and still have room for the answers, hopefully, as long as the answers aren't too long. If there's wordy answers, then it, then it could be... might be too long. But I think the answers tend to be, like one word more so than yeah i think let's let's give it a try like this we'll see if we run into another one that's too long so we have the count we have the question let's put the category Put the category up with the count. So let's go category, uh, category label, game, game category label equals. Game group, pend, game category label. And then let's just make this, uh, let's make it right aligned. That way it'll always be as far away from the numbers as it can be. So this one's anchor point is actually going to be 1.0 for X. And anchor position will still be 1, but then it will be display width minus 1. We didn't actually set it though. Let's set it. Show current question category label dot text. 
category. Okay, so we found a new thing that needs to be escaped. LDQO. RDQO. Those are quotes, and they're different characters for the left quote and the right quote, which is... not how things should be, in my opinion. Luckily, nobody asked me. R-D-Q-U-O. R-D-Q-U-O, and then it was, I guess, was it L-D-Q-U-O? Can't really get, like, the uh, perfect angle here, can we? So yeah, we're just going to replace both of those with regular old quotes. I think, though, it did not show our category, did it? Not. Category label... I guess... Uh, maybe, I, maybe I got the... Uh, Category. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I would agree. I don't understand why there needs to be two quotes. Especially not from the same service, right? Because like the fact that I had this one, the plain quote in there already means that a question came back to me with this one in it. So that means that there's actually inside this one database, there's three different escape sequences for three different kinds of quotes. Hopefully there's not single quotes too. But where's our category? Geography. Do not add it to the... Does this get messed up by not having text yet? I thought it should work. Oh, 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 oh. This should be one. This should be display width minus one. We want one down and then all the way to the right, minus one pixel. Maybe, do we want minus two pixels? I don't actually know. 
it's zero indexed, I think, right? So we really would want minus two pixels so that we have one pixel of padding. Eh, maybe it doesn't matter. It looks pretty good. Driver has been the Formula One world champion for a record seven times. Axel, that one's yours. You got this one? Uh, let's go uh, questions. Maybe I'm misremembering. I want to say it was Axel that's watching races sometimes when we stream. Maybe I'm wrong, though, if so, I apologize. Uh, let's add the answers. Answers. So let's go uh, game count label. So we're going to go category label. So we want basically four answer labels. Uh, we should be able to put this back, actually. We shouldn't need these. These shouldn't have to be down here. I'm pretty sure these can be back up here where they were. Let's make sure it works. You know, the other thing we can do for the font, uh, for the size, oh. Oh, it's too long. Shoot. Huh. Entertainment, musicals, and theaters. Let's just truncate it for now. That would be a place where we could use the horizontally scrolling label that we do have already, though. But I also don't necessarily want to set it up just yet. Yeah, I don't think I want to set it up just yet. But it should be pretty easy to slot right in there. We could have this one be the horizontally scrolling one. We can tell it how many characters it's allowed to have, and then that way it'll always leave room for the uh, number. And then if it's long enough, then it will just scroll. All right, so let's go answer one label so answer one is going to be left aligned it's going to be at one, and it's going to be at actually bottom aligned uh, display height minus eleven. Eleven. 
So before we mess with the location or anything else, before we do really anything else or worry about the other answers, let's just try to get that one showing. Uh, so then let's come into here and go uh, answer one label text equals, let's just set it to the first incorrect answer. Uh, eventually we'll randomize this. So each answer label has an equal chance of being the correct one or not. Might be a good time to use grid layout. Um, possibly. I don't know that I'm gonna have enough cells to wanna use grid layout. It would, it could work. Arguably the code will get a little bit cleaner. I'm not 100% sure on that, but it may. Um, I think I'm gonna, well, oh, for the questions though, actually, yeah, for the questions, the questions actually really would be good for grid layout, wouldn't they? Yeah, because I do want to. I do want a two by two grid. Yeah. Okay. Let's do this one. Let's uh, get it to show its answer first, and then we'll go back and make a. Uh, we will make a grid layout. Yeah. At least for the answers. I don't think I want to do the question and the count and the category. I don't think I want the entire page to be one grid, but we can do a two by two grid for the answers. And that'll be nice. So let's have it show one of the answers. Oh, I was gonna have it truncate the category also. Like, um... I'm just gonna smash a bunch after that. Um... Shouldn't one of those slice the front off? Is that different than CPython? That's supported. CodePy? Why is it running CodePy? Does IPython run CodePy automatically? I guess different, maybe.
Am I completely imagining slices? Does that not work? Oh. Okay. I made it a list and not a string. Yeah, thank you. Uh yeah, da, 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 da. So let's just show the first, um, I don't know how many characters we'll have. Let's start with 16, see where that gets us. Okay. Oh, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I know I have used this before. You cannot tell me this doesn't exist. Okay. Uh, start that up. Um. In the wrong spot? Our category is in the wrong spot now. Was I wrong about moving the anchor point back? Maybe I was wrong about moving the anchor point back. Oh. Uh, what? Ah, uh, <laughs> I see. But, I, and then you, we can, we can, we can move this back, I think. As long as we don't overwrite the other one. There we go. Okay. Question one to 10 categories, geography, how many countries are larger than Australia is the answer four. hint, probably not because it was in the incorrect answers list. Okay. So now let's do make a grid layout and our other answers. So let's go answer grid equals grid layout, which we will get from I guess we can go 
Well, how did I make the page layout? Did I just, oh, okay, it's imported also. So let's do grid layout from here. Put that, let's figure out what the constructor is. Oh wow, that's a lot of stuff. X, Y, width, height, grid size, cell padding, divider lines. Okay, well. X, Y, we're not gonna mess with because we're gonna set it by anchor point. We can. Can we? I don't actually know if we can. I think we can. Oops. Ah, okay. It extends group, actually. Maybe we can't. We have cell anchor points. But the layout itself, the table, the grid layout, does not. Okay, so we will need to use XY. X equals one. Y equals display dot height minus twenty? Twenty two. We tried twenty two. Uh cell padding? No, no cell padding. Uh, grid size, grid size, uh, two by two. And then let's go answer grid, and then let's go answer grid dot add content, answer one label, grid position, zero, zero. Cell size is one one, which should be the default, I think. Okay, unfilled with unfilled. Yeah, I guess we'll do that. So twenty two height width equals display dot width minus two. Perimeter cell size unfilled. Is there not a default? What was the first one of these? A uh, grid position.
There we go. What is the capital of the American state of Arizona? My guess is our Phoenix or Scottsdale, but I don't know if that's actually right or not. I don't have really a guess between the two of them. I guess Phoenix feels more important, but I think Arizona might be one of those states where the capital is not the city that first comes to mind. Some states like that, where it's like capital is just something weird. Okay, so we got our grid. We should be able to make our new labels now, too. So let's make answer two and three and four. Maybe should have done zero, one, and two, three. We don't need any of this, actually. We don't, in fact, we don't want any of this. Ed will do basically this for each one of them. So that'll be one zero. Three, that'll be uh, zero one. And that'll be one one. And then just to make sure everything is working, what I'm going to do is um, just go 0, 1, 2, and then this one will be correct. Uh, and eventually we are going to randomize those, but for now we'll just put the correct answer inside 4. That way we can see if everything is fitting on the display or not. Hmm. So, grid's not bad, but Answers are too big. So what do we want to do here? Do we want, so like we could potentially get a smaller font. Um, pretty small already though. Is there a bigger display breakout?
So there's feather wings. Three point five inch one. Point two inch one. These ones have touch well, actually. I don't know how big is this one. This is the ST seventy seven. 35R. One point eight inches. Maybe we bump up to one of these. So this is the one we have. It's 1.8 inches. You gain an additional inch diagonal plus almost double the pixels. Or we could even gain a little bit more. One and a half inches diagonal, but same increase in pixels or even bigger up to 3.5 and that one's actually more again 480 by 320 okay so that's obviously not like a short-term solution because i can't uh i wouldn't get it very fast forward it and i don't think i have any of those? Yep. I do have the feather wings. I guess theoretically we could rig it up with the feather wing. Not sure I want to do that ultimately, though. I think for the final project, one of these would probably be best because. It comes without pins, and I'm thinking that this project might be uh, just like a static solder job, like just solder the wires straight from this to the microcontroller. Maybe that's dangerous, though. Maybe we should still use headers. Okay, well, I'll think about a bigger screen. For now, we will trudge along and we want to try to put in, I mean, I guess we could do scrolling labels for answers also. That's going to get a little crazy if you have that much stuff scrolling.
Let's see what it does. I mean, it's functional at least, I guess. I mean, like, in this case, theoretically, we could... I mean, in this case, we could go, like, the four answers on four different rows. But... We could have a question that's longer next time, and then it may not work. But if we make the question scroll, then we could always make sure that there's room for the four answers on their own lines. Let's try tweaking this a bit. Let's say their grid. So let's go double up to 40. Four and then 44 here and then the grid size one by four and then we go zero 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 one zero two zero three that gives us four answers on four different lines And we still have room. There's probably room for another three, at least, lines of text in here. So if we did have the vertical scrolling working, we could have it be five lines tall. And... would still fit. This will give us room for longer answers. So, how does scrolling label work? Also, actually, before I dive into that, I apologize, but I have got to run to the restroom really fast. I should have gone before I started, and I didn't. I apologize, but I'll try to make it quick. BRB.
Okay. Oh boy. Gonna take some work to fit it on the feather. Well, yeah, it won't fit. It will, uh, it'll, it'll need wires, but... Because it does, I don't, I mean, unless there's like a Pico to feather adapter, I suppose, but, um, I don't know of that existing. So it won't, it won't just fit directly. But like, we could run the wires across and it would kind of work. Um... So do I want to, what do I want to do? Do I want to work on the vertical scrolling label now, or do I want to just keep going on with the trivia? I think let's keep going on with the trivia. Let's get it to where we can press an answer and have it be counted uh, as correct or not, and then also advance to the next question. I always feel like someone will take over the stream. Should get, like, uh, we need, like, a. they have, like, idle games and stuff. Maybe we need something like that. Maybe I could leave, like, a chat controls Pong running on the Pi Portal or something. You guys can play through it, play with it through the chat or something. I don't know how that would work, but... Could use Feather Proto to wire the Feather TFT. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, Feather... A full-on uh, proto grid. The MVP going okay. Uh, so let's go. So for one thing, is I do want the lights to be a slightly different color. Uh, we did these colors before. When we start the game. Uh, well, for one thing, actually, we need to go to the game state. Oh, uh, I can't set this from in here, can I? Uh, why does scope have to be... Um... Okay, I guess we put this on here. Put the right syntax. I mean, I guess I could change it down here, but... So we're gonna set that to state game. We are gonna use these here. When we go to state game, we want to also set the pixel colors. And one more. I'm just gonna, for now, I'm gonna stick with the same colors I have, but add in blue. 
There we go. So now, in our click listeners for the buttons, let's go ahead and add a key too, because we're going to be wanting that. So we're not changing states when key two gets pressed. I mean, basically we don't care about state setup, honestly. So we're just gonna say state game. Then we'll have some logic here. Because the key two, key with index two will not be used during setup. So then for these we'll go elif game. Uh, let's randomize the questions, I guess. Um, Oops. These are actually going to be in here because we actually only want to do this if it is a multiple choice question. Don't need that. Voices. random called this HTML decode um, don't really know that we need to print it truthfully though so what we'll end up with is a list of the possible all four possible answers and they'll be in a random order. The correct one will be in a random location within that list. So then we can basically just set each one of these to shuffled choices.
but we do also want to HTML decode. And we also want to go game data correct answer equals decode the correct answer. So we store the correct answer in here, which we're going to use later on to check if they got it right or not. So I can't memorize the choice position or tell someone which choice the answer is. Good call. Yeah. Yep. Gotta, we got we to gotta do it right if we're going to do it. Uh, correct answer. So shuffle choice. So this should randomize the, should randomize the choices. Oh, you know what we need though is we need to actually keep the shuffled ones also. Do we need to keep the shuffled ones? Oh, neighbor's starting up the motorcycle. Hopefully this is not going to come through too loud. Trying to start up a motorcycle. Sounds like it hasn't been started in a minute. There it goes. Try to point the microphone away a little bit. That's too loud, let me know and I'll just go on mute until it's done. Um, okay, so now on our button press, if it's game state, we basically wanna go if, and this is button zero, so we want to go if game data correct answer is equal to game data shuffled choices zero. Score. Not that loud? Okay. Luckily, I have a directional mic and a noise gate that was quite loud here where I'm at. The window's open too, which didn't help. Score plus equals one because they got it right. Let's just say print correct, else print incorrect. Eventually, we'll put that on the screen as well, I think, somewhere. Maybe. Well, actually, we don't have, we're not showing the score currently either. Hmm. 
Yeah, a bigger screen, I think, is going to be super helpful. I think we may... I may need to be uh, placing a screen order. I'll look back through my stuff. Make sure I don't have a bigger one. I don't think I do. But other than the feather wing. So we'll just print the we'll just we'll just increment the score for now. We'll worry about printing it out later. Um So we, I mean, I think we should be able to check each answer now, right? Like, we put this one in here, the only difference is that's one. We put this one in here, and it's two. We put this one in here, and it's three. Uh, so we did not show the next question, so we'll only be able to answer one, and it will only just print correct or incorrect. Let's see if we get that far. What's the name of the album released in 2014 by the American band Maroon 5? I have no idea. Uh, five? Seems like a reasonable guess. So let's guess option one. And it doesn't put anything on the display yet, but hopefully... Ah, look at that. Nice. Correct. Um... So the good, the good thing about this is actually I can press a different button now, and because we did not increment the question, uh, we can also test incorrect. So let's push button number two. Nice. Okay. And three. Oh. Oh, well, that wasn't three, though. That was two. And two is here, and two is wrong, because this should be two and two. Yeah. There we go. Messed up our debouncing. Uh, in what year did the Bin Bang Theory... Uh... I don't know. Oh nine? Say oh nine. Nope. Uh oh eight. Nope. Seven. Oh seven. Nice. Okay. So let's actually increment. Um so whether or not they got the answer right doesn't really matter. We want to go current index plus one. 
yeah. Um, let's make a function called next question. Current x plus one, and then we go if game data current index greater than equals to game data questions length of that, then we're gonna go to state game over. Uh, curse state equals game over page layout show page game over I don't think we actually made a group for. Game over group equals display group. Game over label. Can, yeah, we can leave that there. Line spacing doesn't matter nearly as much, but I'll leave it. Say game over. Eventually, we'll put the score on here as well. Game over group append. Game over label and page layout, add content, game over group, game over. Okay, so if we make it there, it should hide our questions and it should show our label that just says game over. Um, another thing we could do maybe is game over label e uh, text equals f string game over label. Actually, we could just hard code it again. Game over new line. Game data score over game data questions length. So that should tell you how many you got right out of 10 or however many you played on the game over label, which should get shown once we answer the last question. So let's see if that actually works.
Could have maybe gotten down to five. We'll try five next time, I guess. General knowledge. Oh, our answers. Oh, we didn't handle Boolean answers. Boolean. Elif. Boolean. So we'll do true. Always on the first button, false always on the second button, and then my assumption would be that some questions have the answer of true and some have the answer of false. Actually, we need those, though, because we want to go blank, blank to clear out the old, clear out the old answers. Uh, and then we can actually... So in this case, we're not going to actually shuffle. We're just going to say shuffled choices equals true, false. Because then when it compares correct answer to shuffled choices index, it'll be matched up correctly. go down to five I don't even know if that part works I don't think we tested it oh it says one of five okay arcade fires the suburbs won the album of the year award in 2011 Grammys true false uh sure I have no idea hmm well we got that correct but oh we never called next we never called next we made a function for this. Next question. Show cur question. Or should that be in here, maybe? Else. Show cur question. And a five start. Science and computers. Which of these names was an actual code name for a canceled Microsoft Office project? Microsoft project. Uh, I don't know. Neptune. Well, we'll save. We'll save the. Well, but then we don't know which ones we got, huh? Let's check. Got it correct. Nice correctory. What was the transfer of disease crops and people across the Atlantic shortly after the discovery of the Americas? Disease crops and people. 
Transatlantic Save Trade, Columbian Exchange, Triangle Trade, Silk Road. Transatlantic? Across the Atlantic? I mean, I'll guess one. Transatlantic Save Trade? That's, they brought a lot of stuff over. Nope, incorrect. Got it wrong. Uh, which ones of these Mario Kart games was made for the Game Boy Advance? Well, it's not 64, and it's not Super Mario Kart, because that would be 64, and then I assume SNES. So it's got to be Double Dash or Super Circuit. And Super Circuit sounds more like a real game to me. Nice. Which of these are not a Minute Work song? I don't even know what Minute Work is. Uh, Dr. Heckle and Mr. Jive? Oh. Well, maybe that's a real one. I was going to say that's a book, but that's not actually the book. How can it be now? Basket Case, Dr. Heckle, Mistle Jive, Good Johnny. Be Good Johnny. Johnny be good? Let's do that one. Correct. Which Grand Theft Auto GTA uh, have the same setting? 4 San Andreas, 5 Vice City, 4 Vice City, 5 San Andreas. Okay, so really this question boils down to is GTA 4 San Andreas or is GTA 4 Vice City? And then obviously the opposite one is the opposite one. Uh, I feel like Vice City sounds newer, so I'm going to say GTA 5 is the same as Vice City. Incorrect. But we did get our two out of five, which is not too bad. And the score is actually working, as is the five questions instead of ten questions. Um, so one thing we could do is let's loop it back around. So let's say uh, we could eventually put this on all the buttons, but for now I'm just going to put it on the first button. We're just going to say elif game data curse state equals game over. So if we press the first button and we're in the game over state, then let's change to setup state and show page setup. But theoretically, we should be able to loop all the way back around now. We should be able to play a whole nother round afterwards, I think. Um, yeah. Whether or not anything will be broken, I don't know. But let's do another five. I'll try to go quick. Which of these island countries is located in the Caribbean? Fiji, Sicilies, Barbados. Uh, I think Barbados is an island. I'm going to do that. We got to get it to show us each one. I got that correct. Nice. Uh, in the programming language of Python. Okay, we got this one down, I think. Which of these statements would display the string hello world correctly? Uh, print. Print F? Is there a print F? 
Am I crazy or does that say print F and this also says print F? Is Type multiple. Something went wrong. We didn't have an echo. Feel like repeated, like repeated the first two over and over. Shuffle choices goes back to empty list. Choices gets set back to incorrect answers. You remove the candidate answers when you select one. Let's find out. So choices starts as incorrect answers. It's appended with the correct answer. So at this point, choices has 0, 1, 2 are incorrect answers, and then index 3 is the correct answer. Then we go into here. Is it a type multiple? If it is, we go into here. While length of shuffled choices, which starts back here at an empty list. So that's going to be zero the first time through. While that is less than the length of choices, which is this, which should be four. Per choice equals random choice from choices. If cur choice is not in shuffled choices, shuffled choices.append. That sure feels like we would need to remove it, huh? Does random choice remove the thing? So we had this. Okay, so the problem is we, here, here's the problem, is we're HTML decoding it, we're adding it into here, and then we're checking here if it's already in here or not, but it's not going to be in there because we modified it with the HTML decode. So I guess we would actually need this.
Alright, how many times do you fight Gilgamesh in Final Fantasy V? I have no idea. Let's go with five, though. Five if I made the game. Nope, wrong. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts series, who provides the English voiceover for Master Person? Um... I'm going to go two. Jason Dobring? I don't really know. I've only heard of, like, I think two of those. Maybe not even. In Norse mythology, what is the name of the serpent which eats the roots of the ash tree of... something? Uh, Odin? Odin is literally the only one of those I've heard of before. I don't feel like Odin is a serpent, though. I think of Odin as a humanoid-type god thing but not a snake person. I don't actually know, though. What is the name of the planet that the Doctor from the television series Doctor Who comes from? No idea. Oh. Uh, which Aerosmith album featured Walk This Way? Also no idea. Zero. So we should be able to start over with this one? Back to here, and then theoretically we could even change this, so we could go to 10 this time. Ah, nope. Uh, oh. Got an index out of, out of range. Start game. Fetch questions. Joker question. List index out of range. Oh. We got back an empty list. Hmm. Fetch questions, which should rerun the git. Hmm. I don't know why we got an empty list. So I think we ended up with our query twice.
So the server probably gave us an error for the second one. I'll go real fast through these. But I'm going to be wrapping it up here pretty soon as well. Question 5. Base URL. How many kilobytes in one gigabyte in decimal? What year was Super Mario Sunshine? Which of these cities has... Ah, degrees. I don't think we can draw the degrees sign, can we? I don't think our font has a degree sign. We could get a different font with one, but not a hundred percent positive, but I think so. Which of these cities has a four degree east longitude? Uh, I don't know. Toronto. Dutch computer scientist Mark Obermars is known for creating which de uh, game development engine? Game maker. Stencil. Game maker. In the survival horror cry of fear, what was the name of Simon's close friend? I don't know. Got one out of five. I think probably the first one. So we don't. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. I guess we we don't show we don't show questions loading the second time, but we probably should. We should probably clear the answers and set the text to questions loading dot 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 like it was initially. So inside start game, I guess we should go answer one label text empty four, three, two, all those empty and then question label Text Game count text empty. That should make us start over quicker, I think. Well, not quicker, but show the loading. It'll be the same amount of time, but it will show this. It should. it should give us this kind of like loading thing here. Who wrote the novel Moby Dick? Uh, Herman Melville? Sargon II, the king of the Neo-Assyrian Empire, was direct descendant of Sargon of Akkad. I don't know. When was the first Half-Life? Ooh, uh, the first Half-Life? 97? According to Greek mythology, Atlas was Olympian god. I don't know. What was the Mitsubishi? Wakamaru? Wakamaru? Robot? Game over three of five. I must have got that one right, probably. Yeah. Oh. Oh, right, right, right. No, yeah, that's right. Question five. Oh, uh, category. 
We need to set category blank. No degree symbol in terminal IO font. Lots of requests for it. Yeah, it would be a good thing to add, wouldn't it? Is that a uh, is that just a BDF font file or PCF? That's something we could just go and add that, or I don't actually know how that thing is stored internally. Okay, uh, it did reset, so I think we're good to go here. I don't think we necessarily need to go all the way through another one. Um, and I think I'm gonna probably wrap it up there for today. So we got kind of the core game loop sort of state machine thing going on here. We're able to loop through all of our questions, answer them. Uh, it doesn't tell us on the screen whether we got them correct or incorrect yet. Uh, we'll try to work that in at some point. It shows us at the end, like, the count that we got correct or not. But it'd be nice if, like, as each one went, if it would tell you... You know, like, if you got the previous one correct or incorrect, maybe. Maybe we could put, like, a little I or C, like, up here or something. Um, and that will tell you the previous question state. I don't know for sure. We'll, we'll, we'll try to find a way to work it in. But it'd be nice for it to tell you if you were correct or not as, as you play the game. Um, but we got the core bit all working. We're able to choose a number of questions. We can make the fetch from the API. We loop through all of our questions. Um, we get the setup state, the game state, the game over state. Changing between all three of them is working. All of our buttons are doing what we want. So uh, we pretty much got this the, the, the most basic version of this setup how I was imagining. Um, so I'm pretty happy with what we got. I think uh, I will be back tomorrow. Uh, for those that don't know, I stream on Saturday mornings also. Saturday morning at, at 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, each week I stream at that time, 10 a.m. Central. Uh, yep, take it easy, Ask Patrick. Have a good night. Uh, Paul as well. Uh, good night and have a nice weekend. Um, 10 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. I'll be back and... I think I'll work on this a bit more, like maybe the categories on the setup page and maybe the incorrect uh, versus correct. Um, if I'm feeling adventurous, maybe we'll try the feather wing or something. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll do the scrolling text for the small screen. See what we get up to. But that'll be tomorrow, 10 a.m. Central. Um, that's on my own channel. I'll drop the links for it in the same chat before I get started. Uh, otherwise, thank you to everybody for watching. Uh, thanks to Dexter, C. Grover, S. Patrick, everybody who hung out in the chat. Um, Paul SK. Uh, who else do we have? Mike P. today. Um, Axel, uh, Dave Odessa, Johnny, Beata. Thank you to all of you folks. Uh, Neradoc, uh, especially Keith. Uh, anybody who helped out, like uh, C. Grover, I think you pointed me in the right direction a couple of times and gave some good suggestions and stuff. Also, again, I will say thanks again for the heads up about the stream not being started. I will apologize once again to anybody who joined us on YouTube uh, that we were a few minutes late there. Um, but yeah, everybody, I hope everybody has a good night and a good weekend. Uh, I'll see you tomorrow if you catch that stream. Otherwise, I will see you next week for the next deep dive.